1: A binge-worthy show about Jesus? The Chosen Season 3 is here. Come and see what the buzz is about. The Chosen explores the imperfect and messy relationships of real humans following Jesus. All Season 3 episodes are available now. Stream every episode for free. Plus, watch exclusive content like The After Show, only in the new Chosen app. Download the Chosen app on mobile and TV streaming devices. Visit BingeJesus.com to learn more. and welcome to the First Line Podcast. My name is Kyle Henning, and I'm your host. Joined today by only one of the line mates, because, as you guys might imagine, uh, the other line mates are very busy with draft, expansion, yada, yada, so on and so forth, Packers craziness, you name it, stuff's going on. So we did the preview episode of the expansion draft, and we were optimistic that they were going to have a chance to really do some things. And now Ryan and I are here to talk about what they did in the expansion draft. And you're going to find out that I think we are very different than where they ended up. Uh, follow Ryan at Ryan underscore Feaster 19. Follow myself at then 16. Follow the podcast at SIA first line. Um, Ryan, I'm not even going to ask how you are. Cause I know let me preface this, Seattle fans, if you're a Seattle fan and you are not already depressed and you would like to stay not depressed, do not listen to this podcast because we're not going to be very positive. I don't think if I'm just gauging by our pre-show conversation. Um, if you are a Seattle fan and you are depressed, well, you're in the right place because we're going to tell you why you're right, pretty much. Um, Ryan, I don't even know where to start because, oh boy. You know, I was very disappointed because they
2: came in, they did all the great stuff, the branding, the jerseys look great, the arena looks like it's going to be fantastic. They had all the great people of Seattle out there in the park. They hit up all the famous spots. They had Beast Mode out there to help announce a pick. They were doing everything right. And That's then immediately, immediately went off the rails as soon as they started naming players. The first thing you're like, well, are we drafting an AHL team? Um, if so, we're doing a great job, not having a whole lot of faith here. Of the 30, they picked 30 players, correct? Make sure I had that number, 30 players. Of that, they needed to sign 11 of them. They still need to sign 10 of them. So they need to sign a third of the players they picked or deal them. Of the 30, they then did take, I'm going to be honest, I only liked four of the players they took, okay? It wasn't great. There was a lot of question marks for me. I love Mark Giordano. I watched him for many years, got the pleasure to know him. He's a wonderful person, a wonderful player, great great leader. Not the guy I would have taken, all right? He's, he's getting up there in age. He's not – I didn't like that pick. I love Gio as a person. I did not like that pick, and I didn't like a lot of the picks they made just based on who else was available from the teams.
1: All right. So, <laughs> to cover that in a short version, um, mostly bad, very little good. We're gonna try and break this down into segments because they did this in sections. Also, I would my my quick question, and we'll get this out of the way early. Who had a worse night? The GM of the Kraken or ESPN's production and, and television crew? ESPN, because I think the uh Kraken's
2: GM liked what he did. Like he seemed to be confident here. I don't know why he felt so confident. ESPN <laughs> was awful. I really hope this is not a sign to come. I do appreciate though that the uh, Panthers and uh, Hurricanes Twitter people trolled Jesus out of them. Immediately had T-shirts ready to go and were just all over. I did appreciate that. I like that they did not hesitate and were just ruthless with it because I appreciate that. I'm gonna go through and give you the four players I did like just because I think we should give them a little bit of positive. Uh, You're be quicker. <laughs> yeah, get it out of the way. You know what I mean. I really liked Chris Dreger. I don't think he's going to be number one yet, but he has the potential to be. We saw good from him with Florida. That was a smart pick. I think my favorite pick for them was probably Yanni Gord with Tampa. Anybody who has eyes and watched the Lightning play knows he's one of their best playmakers. He gets deep in the corners. He does the kind of stuff that allows Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov to be there and float around and just get all the glory and the goals. Uh, I also really liked, as uh, Adam talked about last pod, Colin Blackwell from the Rangers. I think he's going to be very, very good. And they took Jordan Everly, who he still knows how to play. He's still very good. That was kind of it for me.
1: I've got, I think, one extra. Maybe two. I I got two extra. I got two extra. And it's going to sound really Homer, but I've watched them both play a ton because they are former Penguins. Jamie Alexiak is a very good bottom two-thirds of your D-pair defenseman. He's that second-pairing, third-pairing, can play on the penalty kill if you need him to. He's huge, so he's that deterrent if you need him to be. And he's really solid. He's never going to change your opinion of the game or really wow the hell out of you. But he's a great, solid defender that I think... And they signed him. I think he's the only one they signed, I think, out of the 11 you mentioned they needed to sign. And he he's just going to be solid for him. And that's fine. That's, that's what you want out of some of those guys. And like from Dallas, I think the only other guy I would have taken probably from Dallas is Bishop. If you're going to go a different yeah. route at goalie. So I'm okay with the Alexiak pick. And that was, yeah. the only yeah. other one that I think is going to pay dividends pretty quickly is Jared McCann, because I was pissed that we got rid of him when we trade, I knew we were losing him. There was no way we could keep him with everything. We couldn't keep everybody. That's how the expansion works. And technically, Pittsburgh lost two players to him because the other, the third guy is Brandon T- Brandon Tanev is just one of those dudes. He's a locker room glue grinder worker guy. That's fine. He, you put him around talent, and that's going to play. If he's your second-line winger, we have a problem. Right. My biggest
2: issue was the goaltending, okay? Oh, God. No idea who this kid from Ottawa is, which, by the way, anybody from Ottawa, you're already like, what are we even doing here? Can we just forfeit this pick? We don't want it. We don't need it. They've been poisoned by Ottawa. We really don't want that toxicity around us. Let's just avoid it at all costs. And with the number of goaltenders they had up there, Bishop being, in my opinion, the best to mentor young goaltenders, Andre Vasilevsky has, we've established the best goal in the league, already credits him with so much of his development was from learning under Bish. And Bish, if you go back and look at his early years in Tampa, he was facing upwards of 30 shots a night. Like they gave up a lot of shots. And he handles the puck really well. And that's something you're going to want as an expansion team. So when you know he's going to help your younger goal develop, he's steady, he's stable, you can wo- rotate him in with Dreger. you're going to get a lot out of him. And he's always going to be solid. Like, he's always solid. He's always back there. He handles the puck really well. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. And he's always going to be reliable. Like, you know what you're getting with Bish. And I just don't understand why you don't take him. I, I have no idea what Jamie Oleg Sykes' game is going to look like. That's the guy, it's the defenseman they took from Dallas.
1: The big rig, that's Alexiak.
2: That's what they call him. Okay. Okay. I hope he is good, but I just feel like with what else was up on the board, I would not have taken him because there were so many other players from some of the teams that were so good. And to just settle that, that you could have had two really, really good goaltenders. I don't have a lot of faith in Vanek. I know he was serviceable for Washington this year.
1: That's not ideal. No, not when you have. Okay, the 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 pick at goalie that made my head, head hurt the word – Like you're gonna go Drigueur, fine. That's a given. Okay, done. <clears throat> the kid from Ottawa is basically an AHL goalie at this point. Fine. You want to draft a baby that you want to that you think is a goalie of the future that you really like that you couldn't get, and it's Ottawa. Who else are you taking? Who cares? He hadn't been with that club long enough to get part of the toxic because he hasn't he's not old enough and played enough games. So he's fine. Like that part of it. I get I get that part with Ottawa. The Vanacek pick from the Capitals. Why? What? Unless you're trading him. Why? And if, you, have- if you're trading
2: him, you should have picked a fourth okay. goalie, in my opinion. Well, you have. Unless you're trading him for a
1: goalie that you like right. better, but then at that point, if unless that goalie wasn't exposed, what? Why didn't you just take that? Like that. Exactly. That exactly. So, with Coughlin, with Bishop, hell, Carey Price, Jonathan Quick, with that available, yeah. you took a guy yeah. who Washington doesn't even wasn't even sold on themselves. Yeah. And oh, I think yeah. if I'm God, I'm trying to remember now. I'm trying to remember if there's a quote from the GM from of them about Vanachek where they he basically in a roundabout said, "Well, we'll see what he is." But yeah. I, I just when you have the opportunity to to basically stage out a progression for how your franchise can go for the next 15 years because you've got old goalie that's going to teach Next goalie in line that been expect and then the Ottawa pick for the other kid that makes big, sense unheard of makes Maybe. even more sense because he's down there waiting.
2: And especially if you're taking a guy like Jonathan Quick, like Carey Price, like Ben Bishop, who've been around the block, know what they're doing, know how to handle themselves, and just know how to be a professional. Because that's just as important as teach you how to be professional. Because these kids, they know how to stop the pop. Like we know they know, <laughs> but to be a professional, how to go about your business, how to get into the right mindset is so important. And when I looked at this, I look at this team. You're coming into the Pacific Division, right? In the Pacific Division, there are five of the other seven teams. We're not playoff teams. So, what that says to me is you have the chance to come in. You have a playbook that was set up for you by the Vegas Golden Knights, what, four seasons ago? Three or four, yeah.
1: you well, how I to go, think they did the draft four years ago, and then they played. the. It's only been – this is their third season. They just completed their third season. So
2: you have a playbook that is less than five years old that shows you how to go from directly expansion draft to Stanley Cup finals. And you said, oh, this is awesome. Throw it <laughs> out. I don't want it. Nope. Can I get the uh, crayons for the menu and just go through the maze instead? I, I lied. I don't want it.
1: And to everybody saying they changed the rules from the expansion drafts? No, they didn't. They didn't. Same the exact but...
2: same rules. The exact same. The same and rule. in fact, you had better players exposed than Vegas did. You, Vegas, you, took, sorry, Vegas. Vegas took a lot of nothing. And their whole mantra was, look, we are the, the land of misfit toys from Threat. No one wants us. No one cares about us. So you know what? Let's go show the rest of the league how dumb they were to let us go. And make him rue the day. The flowers alone, like everybody felt flowers at the end of his line. He was not, well, by the way.
1: Yeah, no that's what
2: a lot of those guys were, and they showed everyone. They came together. They had an electric building, an electric atmosphere, all of which Seattle could have played into, just with better players. And instead, they said, "No, we'll just be the middle of the pack, bottom of the barrel." And I don't get it because it, well, it just makes. And no they also
1: to me. the other thing that Vegas did watched the draft coverage only and specifically only because there was no way that they took that list that leaked 12 hours before the draft of players without having trades in place or already done the deals for like half these dudes. We've seen one trade. And again, these. they
2: all should have come out at 1 PM today, which tells me they didn't trade much that they felt happy with this. They felt content and they're going to try and wait till Friday and make moves. And my whole point is, you had high expectations because people saw what an expansion team can do, right? And instead of drafting and swinging for the fences early, another goaltender we got, they could have taken Braden Holby from Vancouver.
1: I, I didn't Who even was, mention him when I went through the list of goalies they that were
2: available. He's a right winger RFA, so they still got to sign him. Whereas I get Holby didn't have a great contract, but he's under contract. And again, he's a mentor. No You're going to a division with Anaheim. Los Angeles, San Jose, Vancouver, none of them made the playoffs. The the team that did was Edmonton and Vegas. Edmonton got knocked early. Did I mention Calgary? Because Calgary didn't make the
1: playoffs either. Well, and with Edmonton, you took – you that's one of the better players you took because Adam Larson. Yeah. So, you consider
2: who your real challenges are going to be this season. Realistically, Vegas is going to be your toughest competition, then Edmonton. Outside of that, in the in your own division, you have the real responsibility to come third and have a chance to be in the playoffs year one. Yep. And instead of taking guys who are going to help you get there, and I get it, contracts are difficult, but at the same time, the guy you took partially in AHL roster, how many of these guys are on league minimum small deals?
1: Half these kids... Have played like they were doing the intros last night for some of them on the broadcast. He's played 14 NHL games, he's played 12 NHL games, he's played 16 NHL games. Like
2: there was a stat and it broke down the number of NHL games total. They have 920 NHL games played as a team.
1: Out of 30 oh. dudes. Yeah. What that tells you is most of these guys are experienced i'm I'm just double checking that my math isn't is not wrong because I didn't think it was possible. but yeah, that's like an average of thirty games played total per person on this roster.
2: And I feel like Geo accounts for over half the games played. Am I wrong?
1: You got Giordano. you've probably got Donskoy that accounts for a bunch. Tanab's played for a while. Larson, Eberly, Larson. Eberly Drieger's got a bunch of games from starting a net. Yanni Gord McDermott's got some games, doesn't he? He's been around a bit. And Hayden Flurry, the older Flurry, has yeah. some games. Like, that's it. That truly. Like, Nathan Bastion for the Devils. Yeah. Uh, I guess Yarn Crow's played games from. Callie, boy, boy, Callie, as Marshawn Lynch decided to go with boy last boy, night because I knew, hey, like... Good on that him that he didn't try and pronounce that name
2: because that's oh, yeah. a tough name. Oh. And instead, he said, all right, I I know my limits. i am call the boy's name. <laughs> let Weeksy say the name for him. And then and after he, he it. it only once, nailed it. Yeah. And then even Oliver said, hey, reach out to me. Let me know how to say it, and I'll hook you up. Don't worry, I got you. Just let me know. Yeah,
1: and, and it's awesome because Marshawn is... That dude, like in Seattle, he's that dude. And for him to a put his own spin on it, because you knew he was going to. But as soon as I saw that they were letting him take Yarn Crow, I was like, there is no chance in hell he's taking a shot at that last name without either somebody telling him how to say it or him hearing it first. And sure enough, Weeksy gave it to him. And you know what? First pick, first down. Meanwhile. The guy who does college football can't tell me what team plays in the NFL and what team plays in the NHL.
2: From the Carolina Panthers, the Seattle Kraken select.
1: And he also, other than dunking on several fan bases, which was kind of funny, but other than that, man, he had a rough night. Fowler, Chris Fowler, it is not his fault because I can't imagine he's done a whole lot of hockey research, all that college football coverage he's been doing. No. No. You know what I mean? So, my question for ESPN is, where in the hell is Linda Cohn? Uh-huh. Where's Steve Levy? Bucci. Where's Barry freaking Melrose, who you pay, uh-huh. I don't even know how much, for eight, eight words of analysis on two minutes of your highlights you've been doing for the last decade? Like, what are you doing? Anyway, ESPN's another conversation because this was a mess. But the Seattle thing with Marshawn and, and doing that approach, they nailed all that stuff. I just yeah. wish they would have nailed the guys that went with them. Vegas yeah. did a bunch of deals that involved them, like that we were announced at the draft because they involved players not being selected due to that. There was not a single one of those, not one. Nope. This Can I just give you a list of some of the guys
2: I was going to take if I were in this
1: position? jesus please because i could literally think within 10 minutes of looking over those unprotected lists we could have put a better roster as right. far as like depth wise and i get i've heard all the well they've got tons of salary cap space well cool you want to wipe your butt with 20 you yeah you
2: want to use it are we going to use it no just from the fords alone you had the option you could have taken lazar and ocposo both great depth guys are going to bring a lot for your team Paul Byron, who I've already mentioned is one of my favorite players to watch. You're not taking your care price. of You're taking Paul Byron. Guys. That's a right? quote from last episode. Cedric Paquette, he was with the Lightning for a long time, did a lot of good work. He is a great depth guy. Sazikas from the Islanders, really? Casey?
1: Yeah.
2: How, how would you not take him? I need to know what they offered you. Did they do some Jedi mind trick on you? Like, there's no reason you shouldn't have. Dadanov as well. He used to play Florida, he was unreal. He has a lot of potential. Guys who similar, not big contracts, got it. Goodrow from the Rangers. You just saw what he did in the playoffs. You didn't like that? I like Blackwell, but Goodrow's been there, done that. And they just paid him. He got yeah. the deal done. If you want someone who's a little bit bigger, Wayne Simmons, he's already under contract.
1: That's a vet.
0: You want you a vet, there's in. a vet.
2: And then the defenseman alone, you could have taken Kevin Shattenkirk. I, I don't mind Adam Larson. I like Chris Russell a lot better because he's going to block shots. He averages what hundred block shots plus a season at least. Like he's getting you hundred block shots a season minimum. That's what he does. You could have had Shane Gossier and Cody Cece. You could have had PK Subban. What? Why? Why didn't you like PK? You have all this cap room. You didn't want. He's what seven, eight million. You could afford him. It wasn't unrealistic to take PK. Well,
1: Vince Dunn is on this list.
2: Yeah. and again, you could have had three goaltenders for under nine million dollars combined combined yep and this is what we came out with so instead of having a team that's trying to win now trying to be good you're just hoping the excitement's going to be enough
1: like they better nail the hell out of whatever deals they think they have in the pipeline for today and friday or whatever because if they roll this roster out on day one it's gonna be a long year in seattle
2: And I feel like Ryan Whitney can do his, yeah, they're not making the playoffs and be right this time. Yeah. I don't see how this team is a playoff team, unfortunately.
1: The only only way that they're a playoff team is the rest of that division is just so bad that they end up being by default in fourth or something to make it. Like I
2: Which they easily could do. They easily could do. But I don't like I'm someone grown up this way, been taught this way. Good is not okay if you can be great.
1: Good is the enemy of great. Quite frankly, that's the, the line, line that you've the been drilled into your head. Yeah, that line has been drilled.
2: Why would we just accept being average and taking – he's serviceable. Why wouldn't you want to make a splash? Like, I know Marc-Andre Fleury. They took him not only because <laughs> he's great, because it's a splash. Like, okay, even if he is at the end of his career, the last legs, People are still going to show up to see Marc-Andre Fleury well, play.
1: They, and the other part of this, I think, is Vegas addressed that they needed stars. They needed power. They needed something to tie it together. And I just – this looks like the Oakland A's playing Moneyball. Mm-hmm. And I just – And they didn't have
2: to. As we put out, they have so much salary. Like, what are you doing? And unfortunately
1: yeah, – They're, they're, they're not- playing Moneyball when when they have, like, the big bank. The, instead of playing Moneyball when you're when you're the baby bank and you have no, and you're the limited and you're the beat that like the A's play Moneyball in the MLB because they, they have, have to. to yeah he didn't have to no
2: and what's worse is you consider what could have been and people are excited for and it was already a letdown because the leaks I was praying those leaks were fake that someone was just trolling Saravelli but they weren't they were real and I just he don't get on, on the whole way. I don't understand why you would choose this. all right, we'll be okay. Why Why wouldn't you want to be good? And you're right. Vegas did want star power. At the very least, we're going to have some big-name guys who you're coming to see. They may be old. We don't know what we're going to get out of them, but we're going to get something out of them. And we're going to have an electric building. You already have an electric fan base. You sold out season tickets in 12 minutes. Yeah. You already allegedly have one of the coolest buildings people have ever seen. It's designed to just be loud as heck. And it's are playing in a weak division. You're playing in a very weak division. Why wouldn't you want to have a few? Can you point out someone who's won a Stanley Cup on this team?
1: Anyone? Um, Yanni, Yanni Gord. Gord. <laughs> I love that. Um, was Vanacek with Washington when they won in 18? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he was drafted after it. So yeah, at this uh, Alexiak has one because he was, I believe, he was with Pittsburgh as a Black Ace call-up for a couple games in the last, in seventeen.
2: Okay, but outside of Yanni Gord, you don't have someone who played
1: an entire
2: NHL playoff run.
1: No, not not and that I can pull off. Had, number, no.
2: You could have Ben Bishop. And he, I'm not saying he has one. He doesn't, but he's been there, done that. He's been to the finals twice in his career. Once in fifteen, when he lost to Chicago, and once just now when he lost to Tampa. Okay, yep. you could have had Brayden Holtby, who has won one. By the way, quick that has could have been, That could have been your Mark Andre Fleury. Quick has three. Right? No, nope, no, he's two. He's two. Didn't two and a gold medal? They only won two in uh,
1: L. A. Right. That's right. Chicago got the three, and L. A. didn't get it done.
2: But. You could have had a goaltender who's been there, done that. And that is one of the most important things in a locker room is to have a veteran leader who's been there. Pat Maroon, you asked the lightning players, what he brought to that team is he brought up guys. I just did this. We can do this. This is what it's going to take. This is what we're going to have to do. This is what we need. That was Dave Anderchuk back in the day. He had more, but he'd been there. He'd been around. That's what you need. That veteran guy. You need that guy. Who's going to calm the room down. Who's going to tell the young guys, Hey, it's okay, we're in fight, we're good, we're still in this, we're okay, this happens, this is normal. Let's rebuild, let's get back together tomorrow, and let's bring it again. And outside of Yanni, I don't see anybody else on this team capable of doing that. Is there
1: coach, Stanley Cup champion? No. Not, not that I know of, not not that I remember. I I also, I didn't like the coaching hire, frankly. I will see how that goes. But also, I can't really put too much on him because <clears throat> he's going into battle with half a deck at this point. Yeah. Mom, Dad, let's talk. I know right now I'm all about juice boxes and chasing the dog. But sooner than you think, I'm out of
0: here. I want to go to college, out of state. Or start a business in an industry that doesn't even exist yet. My allowance ain't going to cut it. So, while I'm at my most adorable, I'm asking you to download the Unest app and start saving for my future.
1: The Unest app puts smart investing tools right in the palm of your hand. And the funds in your Unest account can be used for anything from college tuition to building a nest egg to use for other things for your kids. Plus, you can grow your Unest account by making purchases from top brands like Disney Plus and DoorDash. Or share a Unest gifting link so friends and family can help grow your child's account. Download the Unest app and use the code iHeart25 at sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you fund your account. That's code IHEART25 when you sign up at UNEST.CO for a $25 bonus. See terms and conditions at UNEST.CO. And so the only – and people will forget what Derek England did for Vegas, even though he didn't actually win a cup anywhere before there. He's – he'd been through – and that's the only reason I think they took Giordano from Calgary is they expect him to basically be the same thing that Derek England was.
2: And I appreciate it. And Gio can do that. He will be your leader. He will be your captain.
1: And that's fine. But again, what they did with England was they surrounded him with a ton of talent. whether right. it was valuable talent, talent or not, there was a ton of talent there right. And, the and it wasn't was, it wasn't that it wasn't talent, it was and these guys had all played in the league, yes, have experience in NHL games
2: had shown they can do it and either weren't good enough to be a regular on their team because there were too
1: many good guys or it wasn't the right fit. Well, and and you got to remember, the NHL is not college or the – like, it's an 82-game season. Yeah. These guys haven't played that much hockey in a calendar right. year like that. No. Especially not at that level. So right. there's a question on whether or not some of those dudes make it through the season as far as health-wise and can right. play day-to-day, day, or are they going to get fatigued? And, again, we've
2: seen a limited sample size out of Dredger. If he's not- what a lot of us, like even I, expect him to be, you'll be fine. But you can't tell me, especially with the way the NHL is, where it's a two-goalie system, that you wouldn't have rather had a Ben Bishop, a John – and, again, that's even better. Like You could have had a Jonathan Quick and say, hey, Jonathan, all right, I don't need you to be a number one. I need you to share the load and teach these guys how to be professionals. Okay? You, you can't tell me Jonathan Quick wouldn't have excelled in that role. He would have gotten a fresh start, gotten a new face, got to re- revamp himself. A little extra cash because they're going to pay him because he's the veteran guy. He's the name and he would have brought stability. It's, it is, there's something about a name. Like we talked about in the past, it brings credibility. Duncan Keith, Devin, he's going to bring credibility and stability just because of what he's accomplished. Like, you know, who he is. Yeah. Other people in the league know who
1: he is. You know, I, I can't well, test Duncan Keith. And here's the other part. You talk about the division therein. in. If you're going to build a team, that's just okay. That's fine but make them spectacular in one area and not so great in the other. And you're playing in a division that's offense. They don't really play defense. San Jose plays games that are 7-4, 8-3, 8-6. The Kings, Edmonton. Turns Edmonton into the nobody plays real. It's like watching the Big 12 play defense. Well, right. that still
2: exists. And so If you want to make your team unreal, you don't need the offense. What you need is to have elite goaltending. You could have had three Elite goaltenders to backstop your team to hey, we're just gonna shut you down, we'll score two and win. Doesn't matter because we're gonna stop you. Why wouldn't you build your team? Because NFL, let's bring it back to the NFL, as you and I know, you build your team to win a division. Yep, so as you watch the Chiefs a lot, what do the other teams that division do? They Every, build a roster yeah. to try and beat the Chiefs. What yeah, they require? Don't. It requires a high, high octane offense and a defense that can get stops. It's not easy. That's why not everyone's an NFL GM. But that's your goal is to win your division. And if you can beat the best team in your division, you have a better chance to win playoff games.
1: That's why you've seen uh, Oakland, Vegas, Denver, and the Chargers draft wide receivers and quarterbacks and everything under the sun on the offensive side of the football for the last four years. And then when they do take a a defensive player high, it's a corner because your main focus is stopping that slowing down because you're not stopping them They're slowing not, down no. that offense and then loading up the scorebook and if you can't do those things you're gonna lose and you only matter about it because you're 100 right in pretty much any sport that is division based if you win your division you've done your job the, the everything else from there is gravy you you, you don't go win the title at that point
2: you can look at every stanley cup champion team to ever win it and there's always been either one really good goaltender, or a goaltender that played out of his mind for a playoff run, or a tandem that played really well. Yep, it's what you see. Like, I know, isn't great isn't hasn't been great since that win, but that run he was lights out. Jonathan Quick when they won, Corey Crawford, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, Ray Holby the year they won.
1: These guys play this out. Pekka to get them to it. Uh, yeah. Martin Jones or uh, Antti Niemi to get them to it. Um, Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky twice, two years in a row. Martin That's why Loder. they won two cups in a row. Patrick Waugh. yeah. Like this is
2: what you need to win. You need a great goal and a league that revolves around scoring and stopping a puck. Why you would not? I felt like the guys they did kind of focus on was defense. I felt where they wanted to spend the money. It's like why wouldn't you want to spend money in your goaltenders?
1: Yeah, if you're going to load up on defense and to protect Drieger, I get it. That's fine. But why put, why, when you can literally give the guy a life raft, you put a deflated, you put a deflated pool pool floaty behind him.
2: Like, I and don't get it. You put that there and chum the water. Like, hey, let's just see what
1: happens. Let's see if he can survive. I and don't, if you do draft it. those goalies and you have an abundance of them, guess what else you can do with one? Trade you these. can trade one. Yep. I, I just, when they, when you look at the construction and where they're at, unless by Friday we're talking about a half new roster because all this sh- shit is traded, I just don't see it. And I'm not going. I was super excited. I was very excited. And now I'm just left sitting here going, "What the hell just happened?" Like honestly. And
2: again, especially when you look at who they took from team, like, well, they were unfor. Why? I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in those conversations. I need to know who was banging the drum for some of these guys and- or what they were promised not to take certain guys because yeah. it makes no sense to me. That the, there were guys out there that you took. Like, I, I listed some of them. Uh, here's a great guy who's undervalued, Sven Berchi from Vancouver.
1: Not even mentioned in any of the mocks I saw, by the way, right? for this.
2: No, and, that, and again, I know him because he played in Calgary. He's an undervalued player. He can be, you know, a second, third-line guy. He's going to get you some consistent scoring. He's not going to be your number one guy. You don't need him to be. You can give him enough that he can kind of float to the background and be unnoticed by another team. Well, hell, this
1: roster probably needs him to be.
2: And that's the problem. You could have built a team where you could have Matt Duchesne. I mean, who's your starting three forwards on this roster? I don't know. You could have had uh, Gossespierre.
1: Who, by the way, just got traded for future right. considerations. And again, right. I get it; he has not played great.
2: But I'm going to chalk that up to one of my own personal beliefs, and I will. I will one day. I'm going to be able to do the research on. I'm going to grant to show what the city of Philadelphia does to athletes, because as a whole, they ruin careers. Um, I've I've said it on the football podcast with Tim. I encourage you to go listen to those episodes because I lay it out in the line. Philadelphia is a toxic city. There's no more brotherly love there. We need to change the name. We need to change culture. They run athletes out of town. You can't tell me Goss is here in a new city where the fans don't hate your guts and they throw batteries at Santa Claus. You can't tell me you wouldn't be a new person there. It's just a Uh, fact of life. Carson Lange is like
1: a new person right
2: now because he's out of Philadelphia.
1: I'm the wrong person to talk to for a positive spin on Philly as a Penguins fan and also is just actually, like, watching that city. I mean, you're 100% right. There really aren't any. They are absolutely destructive on athletes in that city. And
2: they're worse than any New York or Massachusetts team. And we've seen what those markets do to guys. Tuka Rask, Devin Dubnik, both guys who you could have
1: gotten as goaltenders. You didn't take them. Here's – I'll give you a list of guys that are frustrated about still being where they are. Martin Jones is sitting in San Jose going, you didn't want – come on, man. I know it was bad last year, but give me a chance. (laughs) You guys, look at – I got a forward – I got two forwards as my top D pair. Can I get a break? Can Give me a second, would Mm you? Or – Ben wouldn't want to get – isn't he in New Jersey right now? Yeah. Who doesn't want to get out of New Jersey? He's in purgatory right now, which is why their mascots are or actually hell, because that's why their mascots a L. devil.
2: Tarasenko's demanding to get out. <laughs> no, I don't want an elite scorer on my team, no thanks. I you. don't
1: even care what his contract is, because as we just talked about, they were so cost-efficient on the rest of the roster, who gives a damn? Like, you, you mean to tell me that you think Vince Dunn is a better asset to you than Tarasenko? In no world. I, I'm sorry. I'm not here to knock Vince Dunn, but are we serious? I know he's got injuries concerns and the shoulder issues, but what, 60% of Vladdy's better than half the league?
2: And let's be honest. Outside of, like, guys from Tampa, most guys wouldn't mind a fresh start, like. yeah. let's be honest, Outside of the top five teams in the league, if you're a, a bottom 10 team and you're a player who's unprotected, you're like, please, 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 please pick me. Please let me get out of here. Unless it's your hometown and you love it. Most people are like, yeah, I want a fresh start. This team's going nowhere. Let me let me get out of Edmonton. Hayden you doing backflips. I just don't understand how. If you if you're from Ottawa, you're begging to be taken. Like, please get me out of the city. Please get me out of Ottawa.
1: I don't want to be here. And now and, and Oh, good lord. I, I just so I want I, – I, looking at the 30 guys they selected, if I asked you to give me their starting three forwards from this list for opening night, who is it? I'm going to need a minute. I mean, I know the center is Yanni Gord, but who else is it? I
2: yeah, know. Um, Jordan <laughs> Emery is your right winger, obviously. And – Maybe Brandon Tanev is your left winger?
1: As a first – God, that makes me uncomfortable.
2: There's no one else there. Like, that's my – I know.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm like what? Morgan Geeky what? gonna start Johnny
2: on this? Yarn Crow? Or your boy Callie is a Beast mode calls him? I mean they don't have a lot. So you're saying Yanni Gord, Jordan Everly, and Brand are your top three, your first line.
1: Not exactly what I would call a recipe for success.
2: Not if you're trying to win now. Like I don't know, I don't see how you look at championship teams in this league. I'll say you look at the line and you're like, oh, this team. The Lightning. This team can compete with Vegas in no world.
1: In no, they junior. can't compete with the Islanders
2: in no multiverse. You're barely going to be competing with Anaheim.
1: Yeah, they get that that roster in in the metropolitan would win ten games, maybe.
2: And again, you're you're playing more than just your division. I get that, but everyone else is better than you. In my outside of maybe Ottawa, I think everyone's better than you.
1: There's very few teams that I'm not taking over this roster right now.
2: And unless Chris Drieser pulls off the first year, the, the Jordan Binnington, yeah. and, and puts them on his back and humps this team into the playoffs, they're not going anywhere. He's going to have to be a Hall of Fame goaltender year one for this franchise to even keep him in it most nights.
1: I just – just... There's I a
2: reason Andre Vasilevsky can take nights off. Because if he gives up six, he knows the, the boys are going to go score seven. They may be down three-nothing in a one. And someone's in the locker room going to look around and say, hey, do you guys think we should start trying yet? Yeah. And the boys are going to look back and say, really, do we have to? And they're like, well, the fans did pay full price. And they're like, okay, well,
1: we'll go try. And people don't think that that happens. Guys, it's a long-ass season. It and happens. They,
2: and then they're going to get a power play. Could you just Hey, watch those guys. And just yeah. snap it around. Oh, there's one. Hey, yeah. see, so we can draw another penalty. There's two. Oh wow, we're yeah. back in it. And we might as well roll through them because we can. And now they're mentally weak because they know we can do it whenever we want.
1: I just i this this leaves Seattle set up to lose another pro sports franchise very fast.
2: It's a miracle the Seahawks have last as long as they have in my mind. With
1: it's Seattle. only because they win. It, that franchise was dying for in, no doubt. After the, in the Winning 90s. Winning
2: cures all. Ask Coach K. Winning cures everything. Yeah.
1: Uh, the Coaches, any coach will tell you. that's one, Like, You know what made Chicago work all those years in the 90s with the Bulls? It wasn't because Jordan was a peach to play with. It's because they won. And if you watch the documentary,
2: you're right. I was a dictator. But they, I wanted them to win too. So I, grab on grab on to Superman's cape. And if I'm doing it, you're going to do it. That's, that's my favorite part about certain guys in You look at Sidney Crosby. He takes less money and works harder. How do you go into your GM's office or you call your agent and say, hey, I want $8 million? First of all, if your agent doesn't laugh you off the phone immediately, (laughs) you need to fire your agent. And second of all, because as soon as he takes that call to your GM, he's getting laughed off the phone and go look at the captain. Are you doing anything close to what he's doing? No. Are you you getting over 50 points a season? Are you also getting because he's on the ice with you? Yeah. Are you taking a pay cut? No. Are you in the gym before him? No. Do you leave the gym before him? Oh, you do, really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you're not worth what he's worth. So get out of my office. okay.
1: Yeah, don't call get him. away
2: from me. I don't want to see you ever again.
1: yeah. and and this is the thing where the people, I just will never understand like I said, I, I'm trying to be patient and I hope we are wrong about this and come Friday, we can basically light this episode on fire. However, I'm willing to bet that's not the case. And I'm sorry, Seattle. So Ryan, closing thoughts on whatever this expansion mess was. Just real quick. You talked about being
2: patient and I appreciate that. Unfortunately, this is not a league where you can be patient. This is not. My dad said it best when he was in Calgary. Calgary's not a place where you can, as a GM, buy the green bananas. People are not waiting for the guys to develop. Okay. It's a problem. It is a win-now mentality. This is what we've come to as a society. It's where we're at as a league. If you're not, it's what have you done for me lately? And so if you're, if you're big boarding this, oh, seven years. It's going to be seven years. Maybe that's us. You don't know what the Legion looks like. We established it. You have we've no idea it. where anything's going to be. Your team could get hit by a comet. You don't know what's going to happen, Okay. You don't even know if the earth's going to be here in seven years. To quote
1: Kyle Shanahan, I don't know who's going to be here on Sundays and who's going to be alive or not on Sunday, so how can I know? So (laughs) this is not a time to be patient and do the five-year plan
2: because if you win now, you're allowed to have a couple bad seasons. It's a fact of life. Oh, we won
1: three. We can take a year off. Your job security is a lot more secure when you start out hot. Winning cures all. The reason that you're not hearing a single peep about Vegas's front office or coaching staff, they're winning. They, yeah, it's, it's, I am scared that Seattle is going to f- very much resemble the Thrashers if they don't figure something out.
2: And what's worse is that they, the league set this up
1: to succeed.
2: Exuberant buy in, you had to pay $500 million, I believe, is the exact number. With the sole purpose of avoiding what's happened with every other previous expansion team outside of Vegas, I don't want, Gary said, I don't want 10 years of this team being bad. I'm not going to sit through 10 years of this team developing. We're not having it. The Thrashers had Danny Heatley. We're not doing that. We want these teams to <laughs> compete. We want every team in this league to be good because the league, as we've established, is more fun when everyone's good. Yeah, Every league is better when it's a competition every night. And they are not only there competing every night. I don't understand
1: what they're doing. It's the same way it works in a team scenario at your job. You're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you have three or four teams that are absolute poop, your league's not as good. Nope. And the NHL for years tried the expansion thing for no reason. It was just a floundering disaster. Expand, fail. Expand, fail. Expand, fail after the after the Nordiques moved to the to Colorado, there's a string in there where other than Carolina, it was a train wreck trying to do expansion and, and it was Vegas it was so much fun it and it was so easy for Vegas yeah. look when we got done with the Vegas draft, first of all, there's a 45-minute YouTube video that looks like an Always Sunny in Philadelphia scene breaking down exactly how Vegas managed to pull off all of the things that they pulled off because they literally pulled the league's pants down and took all their toys. Right. And you've had all
2: this time, and these GMs were trying to figure out how not to get taken again. And you gave them the candy back. You took the candy from them. I said, here, you have it back. I just wanted to show it's the you account. had the lunch money. You had the exit. You had you had the bag, and you fumbled it. How do you fumble the bag on the one yard? You were on the goal line.
1: Like, you and I understand next. that you have scouting departments. Cami Granato's a part of it. They got all these different minds. Maybe you got too many different minds. Maybe you got too many opinions, because if all of these different scouting minds that have been working on this for two years rolled up this list, i after seeing who was available everyone I'm should fired.
2: Let's just start over if i were gary i'd say you know what i'm gonna let you i'm gonna give you a week get a new <laughs> owner get a new gm we'll try it again okay I just, we'll, we'll delay
1: the draft we'll try again i just i can't even like how and, and if you're the league office and you see that list come in you're looking at that list going what am i missing did you did you do the did you guys listen to the instruction? Did, did we give you all of the players available or did you only get like half a spreadsheet? Like say, did you
2: get the edited version for the guys we told you not to take? Is that what you got? <laughs> I, guys, I who sent them the list of players not to take? That's what it
1: feels like. I don't I don't get it. I I like it. I, I it it's almost as if they it sounds bad, but this roster looks like they just went and pulled names out of a hat.
2: And I wish I could be positive. I really do. I wanted to. Oh, God, I, I so
1: bad I want this franchise to I be I wanted successful. this
2: team to be fun. I love what they're doing. I think they're going to have a great building. I just don't see the vision. And maybe it's because I'm too narrow-minded and I, and I hate losing. Because, honestly, I'm going to tell you this personally. I hate losing. I feel like Billy Bean. I hate losing more than I want to win. Losing right. is the worst in the world. No matter what. We could be playing dice. We could be playing lawn darts. I don't care what we're playing. I want to win,
1: no matter what. I compete all the time. I don't. I don't know how to not like. Some people may exactly. think that's a law, but it. It you, in that environment, especially in this kind of a league, as we've already established, you have to be that way. Because if you're not, if you're as you already said, if you're okay with being okay, you shouldn't be in this league. No, you
2: shouldn't. And again, you're dealing with athletes, who by the way like to win. Most dudes don't quote. lose. My favorite quote was from a uh, New England Patriot who left and said, it's no fun to play there. And what was uh, Julian Edelman's response? He went to the whiteboard and wrote on it, winning is fun. <laughs> Guess what? Winning is fun. It is. It is the most fun. Would I rather have an ugly win or a good tough lot? I'm taking a win every day of the week.
1: Yeah. Any I would to tell win. You. Any coach that tells you, "Oh, I'd ra- I ra- I'm glad we got that loss tonight. We're going to learn a lot from it." Shut the hell up! That you learn cool. from winning just as much as you said. learn from losing.
2: You have to say you're right. You do learn a lot from losing, but it's no fun. Anybody who takes fun in losing shouldn't be playing the game. Yeah,
1: I you, and like I said, you you can you can learn from winning just as much as you can learn from losing. You know what you learn from winning? How to not lose. And I know that sounds weird or contrary, but if you're playing to be good, then you're already behind because everybody else is playing to be great. Yep. You can't expect, you can't want to be great, but be okay with being decent. And that's what this roster shows. Is okay, we we, we want
2: that upside, but this way, if it doesn't work out, we have a oh, we, we're this is we're still planning, we're still just developing. It was set up in a way that you have a fallback narrative at all. We weren't trying to win year one, which in my opinion is the coward's way out. And what are you doing this league? Because you shouldn't be here. And if I'm the owner, I'm saying, what the hell is this? When I get that Seattle,
1: Seattle got this front office and this scouting department got every person who's ever played Madden or NHL or any video game where you literally get to build your own roster from scratch. And build a team. They got to do that in real friggin' life with real options and real. Uh, I, and this is what we came up with. I just, oof. Uh, like I said, I hope we're wrong. I'm not expecting to be unless this roster changes drastically. So, um, with that, guys, we'll get you guys out of here. Uh, the regular draft. So. Sorry,
2: I'm not sorry for the negativity. I'm not.
1: Yeah. Up. Uh, like up, I said,
2: Peter
1: I <laughs> We warned you before you got here, and if you're still here, we appreciate it. Um, Seattle fans, like I said, if you're depressed and you're here, you're right to be, and you should be, and I'd be angry. Um, good luck. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be back after the draft Friday. It starts Friday. We'll probably wait to drop that episode until Monday, so we'll let the whole draft wrap up or whatnot, but and let all the trades that can't happen or whatnot move around.
2: Also, just real quick before we end it, we're talking about a draft where you didn't get to scout the players very much because of covid. So, yeah. next year's April. draft is even more important. So if you're you're dealing to make deals for this year, you're I don't you're, know why. Really, you're really taking magic beans. So what are you doing?
1: Yeah. This 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 draft f- cycle for all the major sports is going to be we just saw it with the NFL. Mm-hmm. The NFL's that draft was the least amount of information they've had on prospects in a decade or more. And there it's cut
2: who weren't even on like big boards being taken because no one knows, no, one in the
1: in early rounds,
2: yep. And you're and it's even harder to predict what's gonna happen with the hockey player because, unlike most college athletes, that you're drafting out of college, you're getting these guys at 18, yeah. You don't know this is very much, much like the baseball draft, miss.
1: which by the way, they just did and was a complete dice roll, also. Yeah, all right, well, let's get them out of here. This is all right, fall, fall the SIA first line podcast. That's the handle, SIA first line uh follow ryan at ryan underscore feaster 19 follow myself at k then 16 also uh we might as well tell you to follow at jen mackie uh at big mac underscore four and mr adam Dinker. that would be dinky N K Y D eight N K. please change your twitter handle back to what it used to be it was so much easier um we look forward to it like rate review subscribe uh we will talk to you guys after the regular draft see you then